What up, Long Beach? Coming to you live via tape delay from the Grand Hotel here in Long Beach. Actually, we are in the parking garage of the Grand because we just got done with the CIF Southern Section Championship Banquet. All of the football teams from the Southern Section who are playing championship games this weekend come together on Monday for a banquet. Keynote speaker, LaDainian Tomlinson. No big deal, just a Hall of Famer. So we are here with four, that's right, four, local teams, Long Beach Poly, Jordan, Compton, and St. Anthony all playing in championship games. We're going to hear from those guys in just a minute, but obviously this podcast is brought to you as part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post, and we are the562.org. I'm JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Rodobasio. And I'm Tyler Hendrickson. Also got to shout out uh, our other big sponsors, Naples Rib Company, sponsor of everything we do at the562.org. Also shout out to Ocean Law Center for their support of local sports coverage. Guys, we, we got fed, you know, we were get a nice meal every time we come to this banquet at the grand but nothing ever slaps the way naples rib company would slap so i mean obviously the grand's got their own food situation but if you're hosting it's all right it's good it's solid it's good solid it's not as messy you know and i want to get a little bit messy it's football players uh but teams if you're thinking about your banquets obviously we're getting to the end of the fall season obviously we've got winter and spring coming ahead naples rib company a great place to have your banquet or to cater any team practices anything like that um actually i'm having it for thanksgiving so i'm really excited about that Naples Rib Company, longtime supporters of the 562 and local sports coverage. Be sure to support Naples Rib and let them know that the 562.org sent you down there. Also wanted to make sure we shout out at everybody who uh, gave this week, last week, pretty much just throughout this entire year, you know, those tax deductible donations that you've given to the 562.org go a long way aka us being able to give full championship week coverage to all four teams. There's no way we could do it by ourselves, but we have got a group of freelancers who have been able to help us out with the coverage this year, and that is showing this week where we're able to do that stuff because you, the community of Long Beach, have given to the website, and we are able to get these guys work and working for the local community because nobody covers local sports like the 562.org. As pretty much every coach who took the microphone reminded the entire room today. So shout out to you coaches for shouting us out as well. We got to start with Long Beach Poly, Mike. The story before the playoffs started was what the heck is Long Beach Poly doing in the Division Four playoffs? And now it's no surprise, Long Beach Poly in the Division Four championship game. It is uh, going to be an interesting thing to see the Jackrabbits at St. Francis uh, instead of, you know, Angel Stadium or, you know, one of these uh, bigger things. But I'm, I'm excited. I think that you know, we've talked about the format quite a bit on this show. I'm very much in favor of it. I think if you look at the the programs now, I like that you see Sarah in Division Three, Polly in Division Four. There's some, there, you know, Oaks Christian. There's programs that you've heard of that have history and that have quality coaches and guys. And it's, you know, it's spread out a little bit more as opposed to, well, everyone's in Division One. You know who the two teams go to the championship in Division One are. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the, the new format. But yeah, it's been quite a season um, with the Jackrabbits. Starting one and three, running through the Moore League and Aquinas, you know, sort of as usual with the Moore League, not really knowing, not having that great gauge as to where they're going to be. I talked about that with uh, head coach Stephen Barbie. And, you know, they felt they got a lot better. And I think they get into the playoffs where they're playing teams that are ranked above everyone that they played in the Moore League, and they're winning comfortably. They win 35 to zero in the semis. They win, you know, they, they only allow three points in the quarterfinals. So this is. I wouldn't say we're surprised, certainly, by what we're seeing, but um, it's definitely been very different than what we're used to, but uh, I think a lot to be proud of for those kids and coaches who are sort of starting to turn that thing back around and get back to places like the banquet where, I mean, we saw them 
2007, 2008. It was very common for them to be at this banquet um, as we started out. And, you know, it's been a decade since they've been here. Well, and there's, like you said, Mike, there's been a lot of talk about the divisions and the brackets and how things have gotten shifted around. Obviously, we can talk a lot more about that after it's over. These brackets are not finished. So um, still still work to be done by all of these teams. We do expect, you know, St. Francis will provide the, the stiffest test for the Jackrabbits. But I, I think that's been the biggest question is like, you know, does Polly belong where they're at? And, and, and we can, we can kind of, like you said, we've talked about this for weeks. We can break it down a little bit more detail uh, once this thing is over. But really give credit. Let's, let's not lose the fact that there's coaches and players working every day throughout the season to get better, to get to this point. And you can't just say, oh, well, you know, they, <laughs> they're poly. They should never be in this division. It's like, well, give credit to the fact that the team was in a tough place. As you mentioned, we were there at that Corona Centennial loss and th- the season could have gone any number of ways. Credit to the coaches and the players for coming together as a family. They've never been stronger as a unit than they are, you know, right now. And, and we've seen that over the course of the, the end of the year. And that's true for all of these, all four of these teams that we're getting the chance to cover. They've come together. They've really continued to improve. Yes, health has been on their side. Teams have gotten healthy and stayed pretty healthy, especially compared to the to how things were earlier in the year. And, um, man, we're just we're the lucky ones, I guess, that have been so busy to get to cover so many teams. But, uh, yeah, we're, and we're so excited to have two on Friday, two on Saturday, the even split so we can do basically the best possible coverage for our community. We can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, that Jordan team, same story, right? So much growth from that group, from that week one victory over Kennedy to now the playoffs where it, it's classic playoff football. You can talk all about how football's changed and it's a brand new game and stuff, but Jordan is winning old school. Run the ball, stop the run, be better in the fourth quarter. They've done it three times. They've got three playoff wins. They're hoping for one more in the first, the very first ever football championship appearance for the Jordan Panthers. And uh, it's just a great time in J-Town, dude. The North is completely behind this team, and that is great to see. Well, I got a question for you, JJ, because you've been you've been following with the Panthers through the playoffs. Uh, it's been JJ-Town uh, so uh-huh. far through these playoffs, and it's been working. Um, wouldn't you say that as far as where they've played, they've had a couple home games. They also played out in uh, Apple Valley, and, and they've all been on grass fields and not necessarily the um, most manicured fields, I think we can say. Fair play. So if they're getting an opportunity to play on a turf field, wouldn't that be a huge advantage to the Panthers? Like, we haven't seen this team's actual speed. Jordan Washington, one of the fastest kids in the city, we're going to actually see on, like, a surface that would play to their strength. So wouldn't you say that's a huge advantage for Jordan? It's a massive advantage. It's a great point, Tyler. I mean, the grass at that uh, Apple Valley Granite Hills game for the quarterfinals looked like the grass in South Bend when uh, Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart <laughs> right. went to go play Notre Dame and it looked like they were running through a wheat field. Yeah, so they, they are they are set up uh, to succeed for sure because like, we, like you said, that speed is something that these Division 11 guys just have not seen. Yeah, and that, that's uh, something that we talked to uh, Elijah Jones and Jeremy McGurn about just now. They're really excited to get that turf field um, because they said, look, we know how we stack up against these other teams in the divisions. we got a lot of guys going both ways. You know, they definitely are in the division that I think they should be in. Um, but as they said, we've seen that we're faster than the other teams, and I think they do have a chance to let that show a lot more clearly this week in the championship, which I, it's difficult to put into words how big of a deal it would be for Jordan to win 
a, a CIF championship. They've had a ton of NFL guys go through there. Obviously, we covered John Timu and John Ross, but Dennis Brown won Super Bowl with the 49ers. They have a really proud football history there. They have one of those gold Super Bowl balls that the NFL handed out, um, and they've got you know 80-plus years of history, but they have never won a CIF championship. And so the chance to do that this year, I think, is you, you really can't put into words what a big deal it would be. That's the story we were telling about St. Anthony a few years ago when Johnny Books of the fifth and BJ flipping Busby uh, were, were winning a championship for them years after they had won one. So they're back in it. But maybe the biggest turnaround of the year? Are we, are we, are we prepared to say that? Brand new coach, Raul Lara. He knows what he's doing, obviously. But uh, an 0-3 start for the Saints. And here they are in a championship game. That I did not have on my 2021 Long Beach football bingo card. Raul Lara and Tim Wedlow shaking hands at the championship banquet here at the Grand. Well, and I, you know, you'll get a chance to hear my interview with Raul Lara in a couple minutes. But we talked about that. When I went out to my first practice to see St. Anthony, um, they're literally using steel wool to scrape rust off of their weights. I mean, they were building that program at a ground level. Um, and it's been incredibly impressive to see that 0-3 start turn into a run all the way to the CIF championship. You said they went in 2016. Prior to that, it was like 1948 or whatever the last time they'd been. Well, and, and being there for that first St. Anthony game, um, they, you know, they kind of got blown out by San Pedro, um, but we knew they were one of the top teams in the city section and all that. But I, I talked with Coach Lara after that game, and he said, you know, I, th- I think we're going to be all right. It's just going to take some time, you know. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, yeah, you know, first year here, I understand, you know, like the numbers probably aren't what, what you're used to or where you want them to be. I did not think he meant this quickly. <laughs> I did not think that that was going to turn he into – He probably didn't either. No, and, and, and they've been laying the wood to teams in the playoffs. You know, the Salish game was obviously super close and those two teams were incredibly even throughout the course of the year but going back on the road avenging their only league loss uh, it feels like they've got all the momentum and all the juice and um you know that's not a guy that you should be betting against in the playoffs for sure and um you know it's it's great to get the chance to get to talk to him in this setting the way we have so many years before also great to just see compton in a championship game That is just amazing. No matter what the sport, season, year, whatever, it's amazing. This year, though, after everything that that school has gone through, they don't even have a campus, guys. This football team is practicing at a middle school week in, week out, and here they are in a championship game. They're going to be hosting that game on Saturday at Compton College, which is just an incredible moment for the city let alone the school, and uh, big shouts to Calvin Bryant, who will you, you will hear from in just a second, talk about how much that really means to him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not only did JJ mention the adversity they've had, uh, obviously, you know, we know that the pandemic hit the inner city parts of Southern California harder, um, and we know that Compton has experienced a lot of loss just on the school as well. Maxine Kemp, who is an absolutely legendary figure, um, passed away before this football season. She'd been the athletic director there. She was a coach of several teams there. She was a teacher there for, you know, half a century. Um, And so Mama Kemp, I know this is big for them to achieve this for her. Calvin Bryant, the head coach, as JJ just mentioned, um, succeeded Maxine as the athletic director at Compton. Like, that's how close-knit that community is. That's how tied in with each other that those people are. And, um, and this is huge. Um, the last time they won was 1978. They lost to Milliken in 1979 in the CIF championship. And you're talking about, again, 43 years of history for a team to come out and try and, and put their names on the banner is pretty special. Well, and for Compton, it's, you know, credit to them for sticking to the plan. You know, we we didn't know if they were going to get a chance to be in the playoffs. They had to get a fortunate envelope draw. Uh, Keisha Irving, who picked the envelope and and drew out Jordan's name, the Panthers still an at-large team. Those tables 
just just two tables apart. The, you know, Keisha Irving here at the banquet. Uh, I, I don't know if they, it, you know, they fixed her an extra plate. They offered her their dessert, you know, <laughs> to make sure, like, thank you for picking your own school so uh-huh. we could get into the playoffs. But uh, Compton, you know, a team that was really banged up. They played a tough non-conference schedule. They played Inglewood. They played Dominguez, and they took their lumps in those games. But they got Kingston Moa, a, a transfer cleared, and, and he's been a big difference maker. And they just got healthy on the line and with their running backs. And so, you know, Callie B, I mean, you give you give that guy a, a chance in the playoffs with, you know, with, with a big line and a couple strong running backs, he's going to make some noise. And uh, they had to win a couple close games and fight it through and, you know, just – same kind of story, you know, easily could have written their season off at the start of the year, but they didn't, and they're being rewarded for all that hard work. Compton is going to be at home, like we just said, but the other three teams are going to be on the road. Polly is playing on Saturday. We've got St. Anthony and Jordan on the road on Friday. So get to the 562.org right now, but also on Friday and Saturday, because you're going to get all the live scoring updates on the page right there for you. You don't even have to search for them on Twitter. We just bring them to you in order. Like I said, previews, build-up, championship centrals, where you can relive the season before these games this week. We've got it all for you at the website, where, once again, we have to thank all of our sponsors, including Naples Rib Company and Ocean Law Center and everybody else who gave to the website all throughout the year. Thank you so much. It's chip week. This is what we work for. This is what these kids work for, these coaches, these communities. So it's just all love right now for the city of Long Beach. And you're going to hear that right now as we give you the interviews that we just did at this CIF Southern Section Championship Banquet. First, you're going to hear from Long Beach Poly, and then Jordan, and then Compton, and then St. Anthony. All right, Stephen Barbie, uh, head coach at Long Beach Poly. Um, congratulations. I know you've been to this banquet before, but yeah. not as a Poly coach, and, and your players haven't gotten to go. So what was that experience like for, um, for you, you know, and for them? It, it, it was great. There's so much pageantry that goes along with making the championship and being part of a championship team. Um, you know, it was something that I definitely did not talk about with the kids you know leading up to this point and um it it was great to be able to to bring our captains here to have them experience it firsthand being able to be around all all of the teams uh listen to you know the guest speakers um and kind of really understand what what goes into this week um so you know it, it it was very exciting just to be able to see the wonderment and the excitement from you know all these teams to um you know the kids you know being able to eat at the luncheon and um you know things of that nature um you guys have been on quite a journey this year obviously you know you had the one and three start i know uh i've been covering poly a while i know that's not pleasant for the head coach or any of the players there's a lot of pressure from the community um you guys run through the more league which is sort of normal and you don't necessarily know what that says about where you guys are but you were confident you guys were getting better and obviously in this playoffs you guys have shown how much better you are than when you started the year how do you feel now about that journey are you hearing more people from the community and alumni start to come out and support what's that sort of buzz of championship week like around the program uh yeah i mean there's a lot of um you know alumni that have, have, have been back in touch um you know and just a lot of positive things coming from the community um you know ultimately um, you know after our start it was uh you know a, as a team we collectively felt um you know we needed to just start doing some things better and as a head coach it's great to see every week us improving uh upon the previous week and um you know we're we're, we're, again excited to be able to not only represent um this football program but you know the school 
um, as well as um, the city of Long Beach. So, um, you know, again, we're very excited about that. It's a unique thing, obviously, as I said. You know, Polly's obviously been to this banquet quite a few times, but Jordan's first time since 1979, or excuse me, Compton's first time since 1979, Jordan's first time ever, and you've got uh, Raul Lara, the former Polly coach at St. Anthony, at Long Beach School. Is that, does that make it a little extra special? Is that more fun to kind of, you know, I see your kids in there talking to the Jordan kids right now. Is it nice to have a bigger Long Beach contingent this year? Uh, it definitely is, um, you know, and there is some very good football that's played in Long Beach. And, um, you know, obviously when we play each other, we want to beat each other. But it's one of those things that, um, you know, come playoff runs and things like that, it truly is Long Beach versus everybody. And, um, you know, we're all very excited to be able to rep for, you know, run it back for our city and, um, you know, really you know, try to bring some titles home. Um, your player, one of the, you mentioned the pageantry. One of the things your players aren't familiar with because they haven't gotten to do it is practicing on Thanksgiving. Um, very long, proud tradition of that yes. at Poly uh, back to uh, maybe before there was a Thanksgiving. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what have you guys been uh, talking about with that? How, how excited are you to sort of have that family moment for your kids, especially with all of the emotional um, issues? Obviously, everyone's been through this calendar year. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I, th- there might have been a Long Beach Poly alum, uh, you know, at the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> but um, uh, it's it is exciting, um, you know. Having experienced it, you know, uh, through multiple programs, multiple times, um, you know, it's a truly a day to give thanks, and um, you know, it's uh, it's the ability to be able to invite family, alumni, uh, you know, kind of back to the school, be able to have them watch our practice, um, and um, truly be thankful, um, you know, to to listen to you know the historian, uh, Mr. Dalem, talk about. Um, you know, the hundreds of schools that are in the southern section and, you know, ultimately you're dealing with, uh, you know, including eight man, you know, 31 teams, you know, it's, it's kind of eye popping. And you know what, we have played ourselves into this moment. We have, um, you know, been able to, you know, have a singular focus of continuing to get better. And it's great to be able to, you know, again, have these kids, have the team. Uh, be able to experience all of the pageantry and you know one of the big things is practicing on thanksgiving um it's just it's something special about the morning practice all right donovan poe we're at the cif banquet um what do you think of the banquet you having fun oh yeah the banquet's fun food's good yeah good (laughs) cheesecake Uh, I was going to ask you what your favorite thing was, but I know it was the cheesecake. Um, what, uh, what, what, is it, what does it mean to you to get to be here with Polly and to be a part of sort of restoring some of those traditions of, of you know, bringing the school back, you know, like you talked about wanting to do since you were a little kid? Uh, it, mean, it means a lot because, you know, we haven't been to one of these in a while, so coming up and representing Polly is always a good thing and showing, our, showing uh, representing Polly for everyone else. Um, is your whole family coming on Thanksgiving for practice? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's coming. Uh, Jalen Johnson, Monster, congratulations on uh, making it to the championship game and getting to come to the banquet and everything. First of all, how's the banquet? How, do you, uh, how are you liking it? It's going good. I like it. You know, my first time. Is it, it's kind of crazy. We talked about how good your guys' schedule was, but you look around and there's four teams you guys played in the that are play, <laughs> playing for championship games, including Jordan and Compton. Um, what does that say, I guess, about you know how good the schedule was and – and uh, what it meant that you guys were able to kind of stack up against it. It meant we played, like, good teams. Like, obviously, you can see, like, CIF championship teams that are making it all in the championship. So that's good. That's good that we played them and we see where our strength were and, like, what we needed to work on while playing those teams. So 
I know your senior class, it was big for you guys to bring back some of the traditions and history at Poly. And here you are at the banquet, which, you know, Polly's been to a lot of times. You get a Thanksgiving practice. How proud are you of that? What does that mean to you personally to, to be a part of kind of restoring that tradition? Well, personally, it means a lot. Just being like a kid watching Polly accomplish so many things and like me wanting to be in the same predicament they're in and I have the chance to do that now, you know, that's something that I really wanted to do since probably like 10 years old. It's kind of a, it's sort of a family thing for you. I mean, it's like, I know you mentioned being a kid on the sidelines of the games and see your nephew out at the games. You know what I mean? Is it, do you feel like you're sort of part of that family legacy and tradition at the school? Yeah, I am. I feel, I feel, I feel like I am, you know, yeah. Um, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most this week? This week, you know, just everybody uh, being locked in, you know, practice got to be like, practice got to be perfect. You know, we get one day uh, extra practice because, you know, we play on Saturday. So that's just, that's just beneficial around. So we're here with uh, Jordan head coach, Tim Wedlow. First of all, coach, congratulations. It's been a journey this year. You guys have, you guys have seen it all. Close wins, close losses, blowout wins, blowout losses. What's it feel like now to be at the precipice of the first championship in school, school history? It feels great. Um, it's been a long time uh, coming. I've been here before with, uh, with uh, Polly High, and just to do something like they did, and here I am bringing Jordan over here to the luncheon, and it means a lot. It means a lot to me, um, the principal right here, Ms. Irvin, uh, Mr. Biffle, the players, uh, the community, and the school. It means a whole lot to us. We had you guys tabbed as making a run when they put you guys in Division 11, but what's been the key to your success in this division? Why have you been able to look so much better than your three opponents, specifically in the second half? We, the first game uh, against Kennedy, it, it showed that we can play against anybody, can um, come back from behind, and right now our players you can say this, we are peaking right now. So uh, everybody's like, they hungry. They, they want get, to get to this championship and they got here and they want to win it all. So it's, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's a great feeling. One of the players you brought here today, Jeremy McGurn, we're going to talk to him as well. Uh, j just talk about his leadership and how much he's changed the overall vibe of your football program. Because he's a guy. Oh, Lord. What's up, man? We gotta take yeah 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 we gotta take a quick break. Raul Lara coming over to say hello to Tim Wedlow. Two guys who've coached at Poly. Now they're here as championship coaches. From different schools. Pretty cool. Yeah, so I was just, so I was just uh, talking about McGurn and, and how he changes the program. Well, his leadership changed the whole program as a, a leader. Uh, he's just a, a guy that speaks speak out and everybody listen to him. So that's that's why. Everybody just stepped up. When he says step up, everybody listened to him. So we're here with uh, Jordan Sr., Jeremy McGurn. Oh. What's this feel like to be at this banquet, man? Oh, this is a different experience for everybody on this team. Well, really, the people that's here, it's like we've never been here before. So we don't know how to act. We don't know how to dress. <laughs> I don't know. It's just different. It's just a different feeling to feel like we win it. You know what I'm saying? So. What was it like to listen to the Ladanian Tomlinson talk? I mean, you, you show up for a free lunch, and there's a Hall of Famer here. I know. It, it was so cool, bro. Just know that we – I used to watch him on the TV when I was younger. He went to TCU. Oh, my gosh, bro. That's that's a good school. And that speech, I feel like it went straight to us because we're the only people that uh, – we're the only uh, team in, like, Long Beach, Jordan history to make it this far. 
and I felt like he was talking about our seniors, but it was just on his story. I feel like we could really connect to that story, so yeah. What was it like to play that semifinal game at home on Friday night? And then for you to be in the biggest moments with touch, uh, uh, catching that go-ahead touchdown. Oh, uh, it felt great, man. Just to know that uh, we winning on the north side and the whole Long Beach is, like, supporting us and going out for us to watch us win. Finally, like, it's crazy. What has been the key to your guys' success in the playoffs? I mean, two close games yeah. last two times, uh, but you guys were better in the fourth quarter, which is winning time in the playoffs. Why are we guys able to do that? Just know that we have to step up, or we're going to have to turn our stuff in the next Monday, and we can't do it. Right. I don't, don't want to turn my stuff in at all. Not, not until, like, like, state, actually. I want to win. That's what I want to do. So we know that we have to come out and win in the second half. Know now we're down. Because we came out and underestimated the team, so we had to go out there and go play our best in the second uh, in the second half. So you guys have had an up and down season, you know, from the Kennedy game, first game was close. You guys have had blowout wins, blowout losses. You've done it all, right? Yes, sir. Why has that made you better? Why are you better today than you were week one? Oh, man, we just developed a lot. We came a long way, bro. Fighting our practice, getting together, we just bonded. I actually the last couple of weeks we've been doing a lot, like as a team, like. Like together, like after school and stuff, we do a lot of stuff before practice as a team. So we just get a lot of team bonding and we just start to get to know each other a lot better. Built the relationships to become a team, like really. What's the key to success this week? How do you guys keep it rolling and win a championship for the first time in Jordan history? Come out and play our game, start early. We can't we can't have a late uh, start this game, we can't. So we gotta come out early and do what we have to do. Just be fast, that's it. We're here with Jordan Principal Keisha Irving, enjoying the enjoying the lunch, having a good time. And you walked in, and the first thing you said was, "We got to make this regular." I, I love that energy. <laughs> Thank you. That's the energy that I plan on carrying throughout my time, my tenure here at Jordan. We have athletes here. We have a community that loves Jordan, and it's time for them to get the respect and recognition that they need. So it starts it starts today. It starts this season with football. That's amazing. Um, yeah, talk a little bit about that community and the north side and how how they've reacted and how it's been around campus and around the city this week, last week, kind of through this playoff run you guys have had. The energy just keeps getting stronger and stronger with each level that we move forward to. We have people calling the school, asking for game locations before we even know that we're going to the next level. We have been selling out of Jordan apparel. Last week we stole $17,000 worth of Jordan apparel. We haven't sold that much since I've been there. You know, people are like, where are our clothes? You need to get more. So they're hyped behind that. It, it's, it's a great feeling to see the alumni and the community so excited about the North Side and Jordan High School. Here with Compton head coach Calvin Bryant. First of all, congratulations. Every year you guys overcome adversity, but this year especially. Right. Just talk about the journey your team has taken to be here today. Uh, man, you know, with the news, with the school being built, you know, the pandemic, all those things going into play. And uh, like I said, just trying to get our program uh, jump started again. I mean, it's uh, it's been a blessing this year, you know, to overcome a, you know, an envelope draw. You know, to be able to get in the playoffs, to be able to go on the road, to be able to win some games. I mean, hey, you can't ask for a better uh, opportunity to be an underdog and be able to win some games. So I'm excited. You were here the last time you guys had a little bit of a playoff run. It seems like you've been here for all of the great Compton football moments. 
what about this team reminds you of those great Compton teams of the past? Like, when Mike and I first started covering high school football, one of those first games we covered was Polly at your place in 2008. Just an incredible scene. What about this team reminds you about those teams? Uh, some of the same, uh, some of the same uh, recipes, you know, uh, physicalness, uh, speed, deception, you know, hardcore defense, uh, just getting our guys to be able to uh, understand our, our, um, our philosophy again, you know. You know, coming back, you know, as you coached before, you know, you have those old films where you have success. So, you, so that's the great thing that we have because we can show them film of our guys being successful. And some of those guys that have gone on to play in the NFL or play college ball, and they've talked to the guys. So it's not like we just reinvent anything. So we came back, imp- implemented our system, and our guys are buying in. So it's really uh, starting to flourish. Speaking of that system, every year people see you and they're like, oh, my gosh, what are they running? What is that, a double wing? Do you feel like running the double wing has given you an advantage in the playoffs where you're playing teams who haven't seen that this season? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know because, you know, like I said, I look at teams that have, haven't seen it before that we played earlier in the year, and they've, they've uh, played us well, and they beat us. So, you know, it's just that, you know, um, you know, you got to be able to go out and play football. It's 11 guys on 11. you got to be able to execute, and uh, it doesn't matter what system you're in. But, you know, if, uh, you know, some people may think it gives an advantage, but, you know, I look at it for what it's worth. It's what we run. Our guys are executing it, and it's, it's, it's getting us dividends, you know, so. Who'd you bring with you today, the players? Uh, Deion Johnson, uh, Eric Barrios, Samson Tupola, Kingston Moore, and Avali Lomaiva, and my principal, Dr. Roman. It's a good group. It's a good group. A group that's been through a lot this year. Right, right, so right. congratulations on getting here. But now you're here in the championship game. What's yeah. the key to winning this thing this weekend? Uh, you know, uh, same recipe. Our guys are uh, uh, being able to execute what we do. Um, no turnovers. Being able to play solid on first down and third down and making sure that we uh, we stay away from foolish penalties. I think, you know, we, we play like that. We're very difficult to beat. So I know they have a plan over there. And at this time, we've seen so many different defenses. So, you know, we just have to just make sure we have a plan and uh, just be able to make adjustments off what they do. You get to play that thing in Compton, a championship game in Compton. How special is that for the community? Wow, man. You wouldn't believe how many times my phone has blown up. And, you know, being there 26 years and people have called me and I've seen them on Facebook, Instagram. Everybody's calling, saying they're coming back. Not only just players, even ex-students, guys that played other sports. You know, uh, uh, just people that are alumni, people that have won the championship, that played, that went to Calvinite. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cherishable moment. So we're just excited about being able to get there. But I tell you, better get there early because it's going to be packed. That's for sure. We're here with Ava, Leo, my Ava. Yeah, got nicest shoes in the building right now. <laughs> the, the slides looking super fresh. Uh, this has got to be a cool moment for you personally, obviously, but it's also just a cool moment for high school. Yeah. Right. Like Compton. Compton's been through a lot this year, man. Yeah. And you guys, you guys are here at the championship. What does it feel like to be here right now? Oh uh, man, it, it's, it feels surreal, you know, with with all that's happened this year, with you know, with our school being torn down, us being at a middle school, you know, our team not being fully healthy. It's, it's just a blessing to be in the position we are right now, and you know, I'm thankful for every opportunity we got to get. What was it like the long drive home from Hemet? after beating the brakes off them oh, in the semifinal. What was that bus ride like? <laughs> Man, I tell you this, I bring my speaker, my good little Ion speaker, my Pathfinder, and, you know, it's just a great ride home. You know, we had Callie on the bus singing this little, uh, what's that, uh, I Love You or Let Me Love You by Mario, you know. So it was a good experience, you know, for the whole team. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be cool just to be in the city right now and everybody talking about the game and everything. What's yeah. it? What do you think it's going to feel like to be in Compton 
playing a championship football game for Compton. Man, you know, it's, it's real crazy. You know, I'm us being at a home game, we're going to try to pack the stadium and hopefully we bring it home and get that ring. You guys have had an up-and-down season, to say the least. Yeah. Why do you think you've improved so much from that first game? Like, I look back at a game like yeah. the Dominguez game, right? Like, you you guys look like you were struggling just to get on the field in that Dominguez game yeah. because of injuries and guys sitting out and all that stuff. How were you able to turn the season around? Um, it was a turnaround probably, I'm going to say, um, when Kingston came back when we played uh, Lakewood. And it was just a turnaround from there. You know, we, we won and got the win over Lakewood 26 to 14 and then we got the envelope and we were we were just blessed and we we're just blessed to have our whole team healthy and now we're in full effect and we're ready to go. Uh, Raul Lara, head coach of uh, St. Anthony, you've been to this banquet uh, many times before but never as a, the St. Anthony coach. How are you feeling right now and, and what does it mean to get to a championship in your, your first year with the new program? Well, I- uh, to me, it's a blessing. It's a blessing in disguise, especially when we were 0-3 in the beginning of the season, when we actually walked in on uh, St. Anthony's campus and got to meet the guys. Um, literally, I still remember the first day just kind of telling them, hey, everything that you remember from the last regime, you're going to have to forget it. You're going to have to learn a whole new system, and it's hopefully you guys catch on as quickly as possible, and here we go. And uh, I felt like obviously our first three games, we haven't connected with the kids yet. We really didn't know what we had. And then that, that fourth game against Wilson, we started seeing what we're, we're capable of doing. And then as the season progressed, they got a little bit better and better, and we worked on some things in practice. And when, once we felt comfortable doing certain things, then we started uh, opening up the offense a little bit. Um, defensively, um, we've done a pretty good job. But the hard part about us is we literally have about 30 kids on the whole right. team, and a lot of these guys are going both ways. And so uh, it's really tough on them. And this season has, you know, they, I don't think they've gone 14 games in a long time since 2016. And yeah. so uh, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're getting to the point where they're getting a little bit beat up, but they're excited. They're yeah. excited and we're excited for them. Um, you are always a proponent of pounding the ball in the playoffs. Yeah. And you have a running back who in uh, Sony Alpiu who's broken the school's single season rushing record. Right. Um, what is it about him that, that, that you saw early on that you said, okay, this is a guy I could ride with? Well, th- there's no doubt. I already heard of, before I even got there, I, I knew about the kid already. Um, and then the part of him having a little bit of history of having rugby in his background, that ter- that helped tremendously. He's just a strong, powerful kid, very athletic. Uh, I honestly, everybody's talking about how great he is at running back. I think he's better at linebacker. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, just a phenomenal athlete. And then, believe it or not, the last couple of games, we had him at safety. And so just to, just to see the versatility of, of that kid is, is pretty amazing. Um, and he's just a player. He's a he's a different. He's a guy that can make a difference in the game, big time. There's no doubt. Um, we were just talking about when I came out for first practice. I think you'd been there for a week or two. You guys didn't get a lot of run up. You guys are scraping rust off of weights. I mean, you're really building at a foundational level. Would you have thought at that point, hey, you know, mark this team down for a CIF championship appearance? No, no, no. But I did see there was talent. Um, you know, when we got there, you know, I remember talking to Coach Bud about this. I said, hey, you know, our linemen, they're pretty good size. It's just technique-wise, they need to start getting, you know, getting it together. And then the running backs, actually at that time we had we had uh, Sony, 
um, Daniel Franklin right. and Anakin. You know, Daniel Franklin got hurt the very first game, was out for the whole season now. So we actually had a pretty good running back committee. Uh, and then at receivers, we saw, you know, Q and then Tyler Henry. And it was just a matter of a yeah. breakout and, and having them have the confidence to know that they can make some plays for us. So it just it just took time. We knew there was talent. I, don't, I didn't quite think talent to get us all the way to where we're at right now, but obviously it has. Yeah. Um, what, uh, you know, big game obviously coming up Friday. What do you think of the way you guys match up and, and uh, how are you feeling going into that game? Well, you know, North... Uh, Northview actually does a very good job of uh, running the ball and utilizing or utilizing the clock. Uh, their games literally are fast, and that's because they're pounding the ball. Uh, when they want to throw the ball, they're efficient. Uh, so they're just not one-sided, but they seem like they really like to run the ball. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Defensively, they're a pretty solid group. Uh, you know, they actually kind of bottled up uh, Palmdale, and Palmdale had a lot of athletes. And so uh, we, we, got a, we, we got another challenge ahead of us. And, uh, and so, you know, I think the biggest thing with us is understanding the game plan. Hopefully we got our, all our guys nice and healthy and, and then we can go in full strength and we'll just see what happens.